Love Talk Radio. Come on. Galen Patterson. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> Rocking the radio waves, man. Midwest Marshall. In the house. With a pay for pay <laughs> real talk, man. And this program is sponsored by pay for pay Marshall. The number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world, man. That's everything. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on you and a vehicle to drive your goals like a wood decorate. Like a Mac truck through uh, ice cream or some uh, sink of coffee, man. Or some red stripe. Don't forget that, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Take us out, man. <laughs> but don't be doing the herb when you're taking it. P4PMuscle.com. And now, let's begin the yes. TikToker. <laughs> let us begin the uh, talking right. of the conversationist. Yeah, so we're in Jamaica. Do we know any natural bodybuilders in Jamaica? Come on, folks. Yes. Out there in listener land. Yes, we we have not gone so any further right, around so. the country. Around the yeah. world, I should say, not just the country. We need to get some more international folks on here, but we need your help. We need suggestions, recommendations. We tried. We tried in Italy. We couldn't get it to work out. But uh, we're not We're not discouraged. We want to keep going. So I, I think we've been a little bit lax, though, Kaylin, and trying to reach out around the world. So we're relying on our listeners. But if you guys have some more recommendations for us, do let us know because we do follow up. We can't always get them, but we do try. We do try. So we've got, we're going to, yeah, man, yeah, man. We're going to brush up on our, uh, (laughs) on our Jamaican if that happens. Um, So we've got, I think, a show tonight that you guys are really going to enjoy. It's going to be one of those topics. I think that's going to be very educational. But before that, before that, have a few things um, that I wanted to share. Not sure if you saw it, um, Kayla. I'm not, I think you've seen this one. But uh, the NAMBF just came out with a uh, another banned substance announcement. So want to make sure we cover that with you tonight. Yes. Um, this year they have officially or most recently added SARMs to their banned substance list. So selective androgen receptor modulators is the long name for SARMs. Um, these are considered a, no- a novel class of androgen receptor ligands. I know that sounds all like a bunch of science mumbo-jumbo in Greek, but basically what it comes down to is that SARMs are intended to have the same effect as androgen drugs like anabolic steroids. Um, so they're banned. Can't use them. Um, we posted this announcement along with a list of several farms that the NAMBF also listed on the Midwest Muscle page. So you can find that information there. Um, the message also goes on to say that you cannot have used any of these products after December 31, 2016 and still expect to be eligible in an NAMBF show. And or or seven years from whatever the December 31st date is. So if you get caught with those folks, you are going to be ineligible for up to those seven years if not banned altogether depending on the organization. But since we're just talking about the NANBF, you're talking about seven years, which is a long time, which is a long time. We'll just call it a very long improvement season if you get caught with those. So do stay away from the SARMs. but if don't you do decide it. that you want to take There's this arm, yeah, harm. don't do it. Don't The harm is in the SARM. But uh, if you <laughs> decide to make that choice, which we hope none of our listeners would ever do, there is an organization for you to compete in. So do make the right choice. If you choose to do SARMs, do make the right choice on where you're going to try and compete. And I will leave that at that. Um and then beyond that, just real quickly, I don't know, have you guys been to 
the Drug-Free Athletic Physique. If you haven't, I'm going to recommend that you check it out. I was just perusing that site because, you know, competition season is kicking off in earnest, and there are so many shows flying around. I feel like I can't even keep up with all of those, and I know Kaylin has the same struggle, and I'm sure our guest does too. There's just so many Mm -hmm. out there to try to keep your eye on everything. So, yeah. So Drug-Free Athletic Physique is a great site, and that's .org. Sorry if I'm skipping around too much. Drugfreeathleticphysiques.org is a great site. Andrea Castillo does a great job Excellent. of keeping Excellent. an eye on all these shows. So just a couple yeah, of I love them, her. because I can't She's amazing. all of them. Yeah, I know. We all love her. Um, just a couple of <laughs> them to more. keep your eye out for. No, you don't love her more, so stop it. Don't let them get away with that, Marissa. Um <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Coming up, I'm just going to list a few of them. Um, April 7th, we got Battle of Pro Mr. and Mrs. Ohio. That's the uh, NPF Pro Show in Columbus, Ohio. We've got the uh, Akron Natural Classic. That's the OWNBA. I've got to get caught up on all these acronyms because I'm not even sure I recognize all of these organizations. That's Akron, Ohio. We've got the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Natural Ohio, which is an NOBA show, but that's also a DFAC Pro qualifier, so throw that in there. Um, April 14th, the Spring Naturals, OCB, DeKalb, Illinois. We have got, let's see, what are we going on here? We've got April 21st, also Rockies NEO Championship Pro-Am. That's an NGA show. That's in Columbiana, Ohio. We've got on a uh, April 21st, you guys have heard us talking about this one, the Illinois State, that's an INBA uh, pro qualifier, Chicago, Illinois. Um, we've also got the Natural Southern States Classic, that's April 27th to the 28th, Liberty, Missouri. So just a few. I know I skipped some dates in there with some of the shows I was rattling off early on. So check them out, Drug-Free Athletic Physique, full list from now through the end of the year. And I know that Andrea will continue to add to that list as she learns more. But it's it's pretty darn yeah. comprehensive as it is. So please do check that page out. And then just one last thought here, and I'm going to turn the floor over to Kaylin to cue us up for the show tonight. But um, I know on Tuesday's show, we there was some giggling on our end, primarily from my end on some of the questions that got asked. And guys, I hope you understand, I wasn't laughing at anyone asking the questions or the question being asked because they were some fantastic questions. It was more one of those giggles of complete amazement of what what is there a coach out there that's still advising their clients to do some of the things that they were asking you guys to do, like the three hours of cardio? I was just amazed. I was just amazed that that is on anybody's workout regimen on a regular basis. I you know, so it was. Well, but that's but that's Marissa. What our listeners are dealing with. So it was more yeah. of a of a reaction of amazement of some of that stuff. So I hope mm-hmm. you guys yeah. know and understand that, you know, I totally was not laughing at any of you. So if any of you thought that, I do apologize. I wasn't. I was just amazed at just some of the stuff that's still going on out there. Um, I, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm going to stop rambling now because we have to get on to tonight's show and it's going to be a great show, but I just wanted to throw that out there and clear the air. <laughs> It so, KP, cue us up. Well. It does. Yeah. It does segue. It, you know, it's all about education, and that's what tonight's show, I think there's going to be a lot of educating going on. So, KP, cue us up and uh, introduce our guest, please. Okay. And like I said, uh, this this topic pretty much segued into tonight's show by default because we actually had a listener that was so engaged with the Tuesday show that she reached out, and I, that would be Joey, that's her name, and, and she was asking questions, and she was asking them in a way that really got my attention. And just so you guys know, when you reach out to us, we do read the, the messages, we do adhere to them, and, and the ones that aren't uh, trolling for, you know, hookups or, you know, just ignorant foolishness, the, the ones that are sincere about the, 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 the sport and the, the competitions, classes, categories, show dates, we do hear what you're saying. We do. We are mindful of them. We don't disregard them. And this one really got my interest because it realized 
it I realized that I had to be educated about how far we've grown in the sport and some of the things by nature we overlook simply because we're so used and so well-versed in it that it's kind of a non-issue. So, you know, I, I appreciate the education on that and the fact that I had to be humbled to remember what it was when I started out in the industry and all the questions I had and all the ones I forgot to ask and basically had to be reminded now that they still need an answer because the person or the person that are coming up in the sport still need to hear a, a definite answer, not with the, you know, the, the term bro science that and I use and all these other things that we are so used to hearing, knowing better, and doing better. So we basically alleviate that from our dictionary of questions. And I was just so thankful that Jody reached out because she kept asking and asking until I could give that proper response. And so I reached out to one of the pro athletes that I know, and, and I asked her, you know, and, and I, I love her look because it was the same thing. I was looking like, are you serious? Is this really? People are still telling people this this misinformation. And, and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm all, all on board. And when do you want to do it? I'm like, we can do it right now and set it up and we'll <laughs> set it into the day. So it was so mind-boggling, the things that were asked. And uh, I'm just glad that Marissa was able to come on uh, for the, the, the video that uh, Des has shared and, and brought it forth. And now we're bringing it to elaborate even better for our listeners because we have viewers and listeners. And being an international show, some people are up, some people are not. It, it, it's weird and it's loving and it's great, and I'm so glad that social media can be so big and so small at the same time. But I thank Marissa for coming on. Marissa, please introduce yourself, and we'll get into the show. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Marissa Barney. I am 23, and I am from Bourbonnais, Kankakee, or Bourbonnais, Illinois. Oh, my gosh. can't even introduce That's myself it. correctly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I grew up in Indiana, but recently moved to Illinois, and I have done sports my whole life. I got into bodybuilding when I graduated high school. I didn't do sports in college, so I kind of wanted something to still keep myself active, um, you know, more or less a hobby to do. And then I got into it seriously, had my first competition um, two years ago, and it was an MPC competition. Um, I was going in completely natural and I didn't place it didn't come close to placing because I was up against girls who you know were not natural so I told myself I wanted to compete again do a completely natural show because I wasn't knowledgeable on how many other different organizations there were so I wanted to be up against girls who were also um, all natural and I competed last year and took away two pro cards in natural in comp- natural organizations, so that's kind of my background. Very cool, very cool. Um, <clears throat> so, Kaylin, if you will, I know listener questions are coming in, and if they haven't, and we will get to those. But if they haven't had a chance to watch the video that's on the Midwest Muscle page, and also on the okay. Super P okay. Real Talk page. Yeah. Um, can you just kind of share some or one or two of the questions that Jody was asking to kind of set the stage a little bit? Good, good, good point, Dad, and I apologize for that. Um, the thing, the the question was, well, okay, it derived from basically seeing her her picture and a friend knew her and wanted to get information about competition. And one of the questions that came forward that really just kind of floored me was, what category is she in? And my response was bikini. And then the next comment that came through, and Jody, I'm I'm not trying to embarrass you. This is not calling you out. These are legitimate questions that everyone has, even me when I first started, okay? So we're not putting you on blast. We're not trying to, you know, do any kind of fitness shaming. This is not that kind of show. We've never been that kind of show. And I'll I'll just say that, and then I'll get back to my point. Um, It was asked, well, you know, I saw her uh, lifting weights. My friend saw her lifting weights. And I was like, oh, you know, okay, that's that's pretty much par for the course. And she goes, but she does bikini. And that's when I went Mm. back to square one because I was thinking, yeah, these are the things that, I was given misinformation about and told, you know, well, if you're going to compete in bikini, these are the things, this is all you have to do. And there's so much more Mm -hmm. 
to that class and category. And then we got into and not. I don't want to. Like I said, Joey, I know you're listening because I see your question, and, and and I'll get to it. Trust me. But um, it was more to the point of you know basically bringing updated information to fight through all the misinformation that people are still being told in the local gyms that they train or or aspire to compete. And I was just Mm -hmm. blown away at how far back the information is outdated. I mean, like if, if we were talking about a product, this would have been, you know, set to expire in 2012. And this is the information Mm -hmm. that's still being passed along, you know, uh, improper diets, uh, improper uh, cardio schedules, um, like some of the things we were learning on Tuesday's show with, you know, the, the same diet for two different people. They, they, these things are, 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 are just common sense for us now, but for someone mm-hmm. that's still coming in brand new, there's a lot of misgivings. And, and um, yeah, I appreciate you pointing that point, point out that because that is rele- very relevant to this uh, tonight's show. Yeah, well, I will and, and, um, kind of so, yeah, talk about, do, like, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, go ahead, Marissa, from, from your perspective, talk mm-hmm. to us about, um, you know, what your uh, strength training regimen kind of looks like as a bikini competitor. Yes. Well, I am definitely going to say that with any um, category in competing, you have to work hard. So when I hear, you know, different things being said that bikini competitors don't have to work hard or they don't lift weights or, you know, they're doing this this much cardio, just stuff like that, it, it basically, like, it, I'm mind-blown because I did a 17-week prep and I was eating eight meals a day and I worked my butt off in the gym lifting weights. I lift I lift heavy. I mean, that's just that's just who I am. But, you know, when you get down to the last couple weeks before you're going to compete, of course you're not going to be lifting as heavy as you do your whole life because you're depleted, mm-hmm. you have no energy. But, you know, my max squat is 315. I was talking to Kaylin about this today. You know, my max bench is 155. I lift weights. I love to lift weights. And that's just, to me, how you stay toned. If you want to look a certain way and, you know, if you want to gain muscle, you're going to have to lift weights. But everyone's different. But, you know, you, you still have to work hard to be any type of competitor. Um, and it, it's all the same much, like, amount of hard work, which you, you would know. I mean, you compete, yes. so everyone, everyone knows. And it's, and it's hard when I hear someone, you know, say that, you know, the bikini competitors don't have to work hard because I know for a fact that I was in that gym every single day for 17 weeks, like, busting my butt lifting <laughs> lifting weights and it it's it's what but it's what you want to do so yeah exactly exactly and I you know I'm glad that you bring you brought out a lot of good points and we'll I'm sure Kalen has some thoughts that he wants to share too but one of the items that you brought out or the word that you used was getting toned and I just want to just throw this out there Um, being a gym owner for several years, you know, a lot of my ladies, they always came in and said, I want to get toned, I want to get toned. But they don't really understand what getting toned means. They think it's doing cardio Mm -hmm. and getting skinny. And if you're skinny Mm -hmm. enough, then your body will take on a natural shape if you have, you know, muscle already under there from, you know, whether it's you do a lot of lifting in your everyday life of just different objects, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might be as part of your job or gardening or who knows what that might be. Um, yeah. But they don't have an understanding that getting tone is different than being skinny. And if you want to be tone, that requires some level of muscle development, which if you yes. don't have yeah. anything, um, any aspect of your life that requires you to do lifting for some reason, you won't mm-hmm. have the muscle development to get that tone look that you're after no matter how much cardio you do. So I just wanted to kind yeah. of throw that in there. KP, what thoughts do you have? Well, I, it, 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 like, it, it hurts to a point when, you know, it, it, we're still dealing with some of the dogma of what people think a natural athlete should look like instead of basically letting a natural athlete do all the work and diet and, and rest and recovery 
and see what that body turns into. I, I you mm-hmm. know, this to me, and it's a, it's. It, I used to call it the fear factor. You know, the guy that's looking at the woman developing the gym, and then basically starts getting intimidated because they either one realize that a woman's going to pass them up, and the game, uh, two they won't have that control that a, a weak-minded individual might, you know, peruse the gym with. Or three, they're just not thinking much of themselves as far as self-image and passing that along to the woman that they feel is a threat. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into this. And, you know, sad to say that there are, and I, I put this in air quotes because, like, I was, when we were talking with uh, Melissa, and I just ready to realize we were talking to Ma- Melissa Tuesday, not Marissa Thursday. Not. But anywho, um, <laughs> it, it, it just kind of <laughs> caught me off guard that, you know, there's still a lot of misgivings with guys having image of the woman instead of seeing what the woman represents in herself. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go on in this, but it, it it's frustrating still that, you know, like as much as Des and I have put out their information, there's still people that aren't hearing and and it's frustrating to me. I, I, Dad, I, I'm not speaking yes. for you on this, but I need to speak for yourself. But I'm just saying it, it, it does get frustrating at times because it's like we work so hard and there's still somebody that mm-hmm. doesn't know. And, and like I said, I'm not – Jody, I, I know your name had come up and people are going to attach your name to this show, and I thank God because I really want people to understand that without your questions, we would not be able to give these answers or even have the platform to stand on to even want to do it. So thank you for this. I'm, I'm not – picking on you in the slightest. Thank God for you, and thank God for, you know, you stimulating yourself to reach out and get the sincere question, and you weren't still living with the misinformation and misgiving of what you, you know, thought at the time. That's- yes, and I want yes. to, um, yes. I want to extend ahead, on Des's conversation about, you know, what girls think they need to do to get a certain body they want. You know, I've had plenty of girls come up to me and say, oh, well, you know, I'm eating less food and hoping to get down to this size and look, you know, really muscular. And it blows my mind that these girls in the gym are thinking that if they eat less, they're going to develop muscles. And, yeah. you know, it, it just it blows my mind because it's like if you take the time to research or even just talk to talk to me or talk to other people, you constantly need to be eating for your metabolism to keep running. I mean, there's a bunch of different diets out there that you can try, but specifically you should find one that works for your body, which, you know, is, is developed for your age, your weight, um, what you're looking for. But you need to eat food and a lot of food and the right food. And that's what I should say, the right food. Because if you're yes. eating clean and you're giving the your body the amount of, you know, protein, carbs, fats that it needs, and you're working out, you're going to get the body that you want. But doing cardio and eating less isn't going to develop or isn't going to get what you want. You know, I, for example, I am trying to work on my legs to develop my hammies more to get a rounder butt. So I'm doing um, legs and glutes twice a week. So I have like a, not twice a week, but I do a leg day and then I have a glute day. So I'm basically doing legs twice mm-hmm. a week, but that's, that's just what I want to do because I'm trying to develop those muscles more. And that means that I'm going to be squatting a lot and, you know, <laughs> lifting a lot some days, you know, to, to help grow those muscles. Yep. Well, exactly. Now, exactly. I'm just happy you decided to do those squats because if you hadn't, uh, this topic would have never came up. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All righty, guys. I'm going to swing us back on over to these questions because we've got a lot of them to get to. Um, this one is from Jill. She's saying, how can a woman lift heavy weight and still look like a bikini competitor? They can't be natural, can they? Oh, yes, yes. Marissa, so you want to take a first crack can... at that? Sure. Um, so you can start off lifting lighter weights and go heavy, but what those heavy weights are going to do is more develop your muscles and give you that type of look that you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a nice stomach for the summer, um, or nice to find legs, no one's going to think that you're not natural. It just shows how hard you're working for your body and that you're doing exactly what you need to do 
to take the next step in making yourself the healthiest you can be. There's nothing wrong with that. If anything, people are going to admire you. So, And I would just add to that, Jill, that, um, you know, we're, we're talking about the natural body here, and we always are for the most part on, um, you know, P for P Real Talk. And it takes a natural body time to develop. So a lot of time mm-hmm. when you see competitors that have, and especially bikini competitors that have muscle caps and their quads are starting to come in and their glutes are starting to raise, they've already been lifting for a while. And so, you know, they've gotten to the point where they have already, you know, their muscles have adjusted to the the weights they were lifting. And so in order to continue to encourage their muscles to grow and they have to tear them down in order to build them back up, they have to increase the weight. And so yeah. if you want your muscles to continue to, if you want to continue to build more muscle, um, you, you have to keep lifting heavier weights. Now, it doesn't have to get so extreme that, oh, if I don't, you know, if I don't keep increasing the amount of weight I lift, I'm never going to grow. That's not true. That's not what I'm meaning. But, you know, if you're starting out at 10 pounds, you're going to have to creep up to 15 to maybe 20 to 25, so on and so forth, to start to get the development of the muscles um, that, you know, judges are looking for for a given category. And also, just to be clear, most bikini competitors, don't stay bikini competitors forever because their bodies get to a point where they have to bump up if that's what they choose to do and either become a figure competitor or so on and so forth. Some retire yes. before then, yes. some I do agreed. move on, but you're you don't stay a bikini girl forever. You can now when you turn pro, that's a little bit different and your physique can take on more of a defined look as a bikini competitor yes. that necessarily wouldn't fly on the amateur stage, but yes, you don't forever. always stay a bikini competitor forever, not forever and ever. If you continue to increase, you know, the amount of weight that you lift and just because you enjoy it, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, maybe if you just, just want to continue telling... to push yourself. Go yeah, ahead, go bro. ahead. Um, I was just telling Kaylin today when we were doing the interview that, you know, with me, I have always had big legs. So on stage, a normal bikini competitor has slimmer legs, more defined. So I told, I was telling him in in my category, usually I'd have to go up because bikini girls don't have thick legs. But I had to find my way to pose to make my legs look a certain way to judges. So I totally can agree with mm-hmm. what you're saying on that. Yep. Yeah. KP. Yeah. The, the the one thing that I love that you guys are talking about, and I, I just enjoy it and smile, especially as a trainer, is hearing women that love to lift, because you know there, like like I said, there's a dogma and a stigma that women just aren't supposed to do these things. And I'm thinking I've known plenty of strong women, and they've been lifting something even if it wasn't weight in a gym. So they're very articulate with their bodies, and they know what their bodies can and can't do. And now you're taking over the gym in a way where you're representing womanhood because that's who you are. So there's no fear in the gym, like I said, that was there in the past. So that's a great thing in itself. When you step on uh, stage, you're just being a representation of who you already are, especially as a natural athlete. And, you know, I know we ruffle feathers when we keep saying that, but that is a sense of pride because we have put in the work. You you know, women have done an awful lot to their bodies and for their bodies. And when you start to, I mean, you can start with a certain weight, and that's great, but it doesn't help after a while because your body adjusts. And with that, you know, that muscle is going to be showing a certain way. When you start lifting heavier, you're engaging more muscle and newer parts of the body and the newer part of the muscle that basically causes an even better definition. I, I remember, uh, you know, not to get off topic, but just to get off the ca- uh, get, get to a different class in body bodybuilding, where Marshall Johnson went up against a young fellow who looked phenomenal before he got on stage next to Marshall Johnson. And then you could see the muscle maturity. You could see the definition. And that kid looked phenomenal. I'm not even kidding. But standing next to Marshall Johnson's phenomenal, it was like so many years still that needed to go into it. And that's what Desiree is talking about when you talk about the pro stage as compared to winning a pro card. And, and it's it's a true 
difference. And I, I just remember uh, last year's KC show, uh, the the men's physique and the women's bikini, and it was like, wow. And then, well, every class they had was just phenomenal in the, on the pro side. And we were just so blown away because, like, you saw great natural athletes as amateurs, but then you saw the well-trained bodies of the and the muscle maturity of the pros, and it was just such a difference. It's such a difference. I can't even explain. And these are natural athletes, but not everybody was the same, and I mean that, not everybody. Everyone on stage had a, a unique look to themselves, and that's what natural uh, athletes are doing. And now bikini is no different because these women are figuring their bodies out sooner, better, they're getting better training and better education, and they're just increasing year after year because they're around like-minded individuals that are in pursuit of perfection of themselves. So, you know, hats off to you ladies and what you're lifting, and much respect uh, with all the crap you got to deal with at the gym as you try to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you much, sir. Our uh, our next question, Marissa, this is more so about your uh, bodybuilding career. Sam wants okay. to know if you have always aspired to compete in bikini or were you asked to start competing as an introduction to the sport? Um, I wasn't asked. I had found interest in it, and I was starting to lift in the gym and saw it as a new hobby, and then when I heard of competing, I was like, wow, that'd be, that'd be so fun to try and see how healthy I can possibly get my body. So I went for it, and I chose bikini because at that time I was like, oh, this is sexy, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look really good. And it's, it, it just intrigued me the most out of all the categories. Um, and then I just I went full force with it, and it was the best decision I've ever made. Very cool, very cool. All right, Sheila's got one for us. Um, she's asking, if the competitors are known for doing shows naturally, what part did boob jobs play in competition? Good question. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I can take a crack at that one first, at least from, from my perspective. Well, you know, the the title natural athlete is about more about how you're training for the show as far as supplements, steroids, enhancements, those sorts of things. Um, obviously being a natural athlete, we're not allowed to take, or we choose not to, I should say, we can do whatever we want, but you know, if you're going to take anabolic steroids and compete naturally and you get caught, then there pretty much goes your career, right? So natural athletes make the choice not to use those level of substances. Now, as far as boobs go, um, they're not a requirement to compete. There are a great number of ladies that don't have them that compete. There are a lot of ladies out there that do have them that compete. Um, and to tell you the truth, I couldn't tell you if any of them got enhancements or had a breast augmentation that had to do with competing. Um, I can tell you that. Um, if you see my pictures, most of you can probably tell that I've already had a breast augmentation, but it had nothing to do with competing. It had more to do with my ex-husband, and I had those long before I even decided to step on the competition stage. So, you know, I would like to think that, you know, if, it, if breasts make you feel more confident, if you've gained so much muscle that you really have no more breast tissue because it's mostly fat, um, and your body has absorbed it, you've burned it off, and you feel more feminine because you have augmentations and it boosts your confidence level, then go for it. But as a competitor overall, your breasts really should have nothing to do with how a judge places you. If you've got a good suit, it fits your body well, um, your breasts really shouldn't come into play. And, you know, they are not taken into consideration with whether you are or not a natural athlete. My two cents on that. Marissa, anything you want to add, Kaylin? No, I, I completely first. agree with that. Okay. Um, I, okay, I, I'll give the, the history of it since I've been around it a little bit longer. Now, you have to remember that bikini was not always a part of the, the bodybuilding format. So basically there was a lot of trial and error, and social media was definitely – not around back when it was coming into existence. So, you know, 
people were dealing with a lot of hearsay, a lot of gossip, and a lot of misinformation like we were still dealing with even until now. And so if you had someone complaining, they find the one thing that someone had better than them, and they would basically say, this is why I lost. And if it's a good friend, oh, you're she had bigger boobs. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, well, I, I, we got the same legs, we got the same arms, we got the same diet, we got to, you know, and it's just, it was just a lot of hater nation back then because, you know, you, you were rooting for your friend and you wanted your friend to win, and your friend didn't win, and this is why they lost. And so that kind of misinformation started getting out, and it, it basically avalanched and snowballed. And then there was all kinds of people rushing to get boob jobs. And then guess what? The boob job didn't win it. And and it's like, oh well, then you know I got to get bigger boobs. It's like, no, that's 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 not it. And you know we did have that's a lot of uh, <laughs> we had a lot of misinformation. It's not it. We had a lot of bad pollution. Stop it. We had a lot of bad misinformation. We had uh, promoters that weren't promoting. They were basically being, I guess, glorified pimps, if you want to say it. And, you know, Dad and I had, had really spoken about them, and we were waiting for them to die away, and we basically pushed people, and I'll say that hand over fist every single time, that we were putting people to the right shows, and we were promoting the right promoters. And we did do our best to drive them out of business because they were doing people business. They weren't doing shows. And that's just unfair to any athlete that's going to truly compete. And if they're being sexually harassed in any format, that's incorrect. And, you know, they figured, you know, this person is carbically de- deprived and, and not thinking correctly, so I got a chance to basically do them dirty. And, and, and a lot of times that happened. And I, it's it's a shame that those things mm-hmm. happened in the past, but they're definitely in the past, and I thank God for it. We had to expose that. I mean, it's not easy when somebody is basically calling you up and calling you out because they're pissed off that they can't do what they used to do in the past. And I'm thanking God for it because I want true competition. Dad wants true competition. I'm sure Marissa does as well. You don't want mm-hmm. people losing because they didn't lose. That's just not fair to anyone on any format. Second place should be second place. First place should be first place. It shouldn't be politics that makes sure that doesn't happen correctly. And, you know, it, these were the things that were back in the past. You know, I know it was going on in 2009. Uh, it started to slow down in uh, 2010. So by 2011, they were pretty much being weeded out. So by 2012, you had pretty much the word being given from the competitors and uh, some of the judges of life that knew the scoring was incorrect. And so they said, well, something's got to be done. And then something was done, and, and these people were right out of the field. So, you know, that information back then worked. Jody, again, I'll put that out because I know you had referenced that uh, as well. And, you know, it's not the format now because there's plenty of people that step on stage and like that, and Marissa that touched on, is that they mm-hmm. didn't have the experience and they, they were natural athletes anyway. I mean, it's like, like that said, we're talking about steroid use, human growth hormone use, the SARMs that's basically destroying people's internal organs that kind of use. We're not talking about what a woman does to feel like herself. That has nothing to yeah. do with uh, natural bodybuilding, and it never did. Deb? I, I, I'm not going to belabor this because we got more questions, but it's just, you know, again, it's just one of those offensive things saying, oh, well, it's bikini, that's easy. Those girls don't lift weights, and we see it all the time. They don't work hard. Oh, all they need are boobs to win. No. <laughs> That is not true, and, and I would literally that's be so mad if someone said that to me. I would literally yeah. walk away and be like, "Yeah, you have no idea." <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, because, some I mean, women you know, have them, you know, some Desiree, women I mean, don't, but they're not out. Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's not a frustrating necessary. subject, and, and, and that's it's just kind of degrading, <laughs> really, to say that if you have yeah. boobs, you can win. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, and that no. you know, if you want breast augmentations, get them. If you don't want them. You don't have to have them, but, you know, no, they're, it, and, and, and they're not necessary, and they should never be a reason that somebody wins a bodybuilding competition. There is no building exactly. of the boobs. If you're a full-fledged bodybuilder, well, female bodybuilder, yeah. then, yes, your chest charles come into play. I won't downgrade that, but come on, guys. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I, 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 I don't <laughs> got a boob job, 
and I won, so that should tell you right there. Uh, exactly. You know, it, it, it's crazy shoot. Shoot. how people, our people are just so uninformed about, you know, bikini. If you go and research and look at previous competitions, you'll see all these girls work their butt off to get the type yeah. of body mm-hmm. you need to win. You know, if it was all about boobs, I would have came in last. Like, <laughs> it's it's not about it's not about the boobs. You know, if that were the case, it wouldn't have taken me so long to earn a pro card. Let's get a, let's get a grip on that one right now. Right. Let's oh get a grip God. on that one right now. This is, All right. this is so Ooh, much fun. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, you know what, Marissa, I'm going to have you weigh on this one, obviously, because you're our special guest. But, Kaylin, I'm going to lead off with you on this one um, because this, this I think, calls for a coach's flair a little bit. Brenda's asking, because she's obviously heard us talk about it for two shows now, what's wrong with doing so much cardio? I always lose lots of weight when I do two or more hours of cardio. Oh, I, I can definitely get this one. And uh, what, what was the name again? I'm sorry. Brenda. Brenda, okay. Brenda, you, you, you've already told on yourself, and I, I know you're trying to justify what somebody taught you, but you've immediately flagged yourself by saying you always lose a lot of weight. That's saying that you're gaining it back at some time and you have to start the process all over again. There's something wrong with that. And, and for, you know, let's just step out of compete, competing and let's just talk about overall health. There is no reason to be doing massive weight gain and massive weight loss. It's incredibly hard on your internal organs, not the things that people can see, but what you feel every day. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of anguish. There's a lot of cortisol buildup. There's a lot of wrong happening with your body by doing dramatic weight gain and then dramatic weight loss. You suffer like you can't imagine, and your internal organs never have a chance to recover. They're always under a sense of strain that ages you, that takes away from your time with family. Even though you're in the room, you're basically existing and not partaking in family, uh, the family atmosphere or the family dynamic. There's a lot of suffering that you won't notice because you're steadily struggling just to get to that next day. Um, I appreciate the question, but I understand the basis of where it's coming from, and either you're defending a good friend that got you on this and you've seen results, or someone has really drugged this through the muck in your head and this is a way that works. You'll see results, but I put those in air quotes because you're not seeing good health. And that's always my main concern. Uh, Des? Marissa, do you have anything you want to add? All I would say is when I was doing my contest prep, I wasn't even doing close to that amount of cardio. Um, Just because your body doesn't need that much amount of cardio. I mean, I was doing maybe 15 minutes fasted cardio in the morning before I ate anything and then 45 minutes at night. Um, And that wasn't every single day. Um, But now, you know, it's hard to say because you shouldn't – it's like if you want to lose that weight, there's things that you can resort to to lose weight um, and look good just not two hours of cardio. There's other healthier options or different things that you might even like or that you don't even know about that you would like way better than doing two hours of cardio. I mean, I can't even imagine doing two hours of cardio. But if you talk to someone who's knowledgeable, you might find maybe a different diet or some different exercises that you can find that you'll lose the weight but in a a healthier manner and something that you might like more. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, very cool. Um, And just to tack on um, just one last little thing without getting too deep into it, um, and I kind of referenced this, it was either on Tuesday's show, I think it was Tuesday's show, where, you know, too much cardio, yeah, well, I I said you're just running off the muscle that you put on, which is, you know, too much cardio 
will put your body in what's considered a catabolic state or just where the molecules, yes. you know, are getting broken down so much, and you're actually going to burn off your hard-earned muscle. And and as I had said on Tuesday, you're you're going to be lean, but you're not going to have the full look that you're after. And, you know, the example that I liken it to is if you ever look at long-distance runners and you look at their legs, yes. do very many of them, they have very shredded legs, but do many of them have very big, full, muscular legs? And the answer to that is no. <laughs> I mean, they're just so lean and they're they're mm-hmm. burning so many calories and they're breaking down that muscle so far that they yes they have it but they're not building it and this is body building so that can yeah. kind of not kind of that is the downside of doing too much cardio for competitive body building does it get you lead yes will it leave you with the muscle that the the look of muscle that you're after i'm going to say no Heck no so um, i guess I um, hopefully that helps more. and explains it a little more just just to piggyback that one step further, and, and that is dealing with that weathered, beaten look. I mean, it's not by accident. You are doing an extreme amount of impact on your knees, uh, your ankles, and your hips. And, you know, they I think they used to call it runner's disease back in the day to where even with the injuries, they would still find a way to do it because they, they crave the adrenaline and the endorphins just like lifters. Uh, working through pain was seen as a, a something that was to be promoted. You know, it showed strength. You know, oh, yeah, you got that hurt and elbow tendonitis, so what? No pain, no gain. You know, get charge your way through it. Yeah, we're all men over here. Yeah, beating our chest and putting on the ankle wrap, beating our chest, putting on the wrist wrap, beating our chest, getting through rotator cuff surgery. These things are frightening to anyone that's truly about health and fitness. So, you know, all those pains aren't good. You know, it's it's good to have muscle soreness, but not joint pain. And I, I think there's, like I said, there's a lot of misinformation that we have to break through. We're still having to break through. But your health should be paramount. And if it's not, that's a problem. And if you, you know, if you can live with yourself with gaining all that weight, you know, you know, more power to you. But to sit there and say this always works because I'm willing to go to the other extreme and starve myself to death, and then run myself to death, your body is paying that price. There is a price to be paid for the abuse of your body. And there's no way around that. Plain and simple. Dad? Nope. No, i just agreeing with you on that. I mean, and even even when you do it well, you know, you do all the right things. Sometimes you come across a few things here or there. You're going to... You're yeah. gonna pay the piper sooner or later, but you know I'd rather mm-hmm. pay it this way than, you know, through you know high blood pressure, obesity, type two diabetes, you know all of these other things that are the flip side of, um, are the flip side of bad health too. So, but Kaylin is right. Yeah. You're you're gonna pay the piper on that one, but um. You know, I'm glad that we've had this show tonight because as a bikini competitor, I have had my blinders on. I've always known there's misinformation out there about every aspect of um, natural bodybuilding. And I have heard, you know, the snarky comments, bikini girls don't build legs, they don't do this, they don't do that. But I guess I really was ignorant to um, how far spread the misinformation was and how much of it is still getting communicated to the ladies out there. Um, I, so I'm glad we've been able to have this conversation this evening. So Yes, me too. And I like, I like informing I people when that. they have, you know, questions. It's, it's you know, it's, I like when people mm-hmm. ask questions and you can answer them from, you know, from me or from all you guys. Inform people the right way. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there you go. And so and Selena has the great follow-up question here. She's saying, what is the proper approach to use with wanting to compete bikini? Good question. What is the proper approach? Well, I first would find a show that you would like to do, preferably if you don't want to travel, one close to your state um, or close to your home. And if you find a show that you're really interested in, then I would then search for a coach 
and opposing coach and go from there? How would you guys answer that question? Because that's, that's a hard one. Yep. KP, okay. what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is this is one where you, you have to really think about what you're asking, and it's a very good question, Selena. Um, Jody had this uh, same one earlier, and uh, we were talking about it, and so I, I haven't done my research to do it. Um, one, you can't just think about the gym. Okay, there's three parts to everything. Uh, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Um, sleep, eat, repeat. I mean, there's a, there's all kind of things. Work, eat, sleep, repeat. So you have to just broaden your mind to where you can soak up all good information and delete all bad information. So if you're going to compete, get to the weight. If you're going to get to the weight, get to the diet. If you're going to get to the diet, get to the posing. If you're going to get to the posing, get to the comfort of posing. It's going to be tiresome. There's a lot of work that's involved in it. Stage presence and presentation comes from being comfortable in your own skin. Uh, You have to be ready to hear about rejection. There's going to be things that a judge is nitpicking. If you're not ready to be nitpicked, you you can't be soft-skinned in this sport. I say this again. You cannot be thin-skinned in this sport. You have to be ready to take a mental beating as well as a physical beating. And I'm saying this in a healthy way, not a negative way. There's a lot of aspects that we don't think about. Like I said, because we've been in this for so long and it becomes so normal to us, we basically start bypassing the things that people mostly need to have answered. And this is one of those questions. So if you're going to do it, make sure you've got the money. If you're going to, if you have the money, Make sure you're willing to do the work. If you pick the show date out, realize that that show date might have to come and go because you're not presentably ready because maybe the coach or yourself or something was not uh, a plan and something fell off. There's so many things that go into a bikini competition, and I'm, I'm yes. just amazed with what I know now, how people can deflect and defer from the importance of all that women are doing to increase this sport and industry. That's yeah, I would you know, in prepping for bikini, I think it's like prepping for anything in natural bodybuilding. Um, and I think Marissa and Kaylin have touched on all the points. Um, be ready mentally and spiritually. Find a good coach, both um, strength training, nutrition, and posing-wise. That could be one person. It could be three different people. But if you really want to have, um, you know, I won't even say the best experience because I didn't even have a coach when I first started and still managed to <laughs> to do all right for a while. But to progress, I, I did end up reaching out to a coach. So, you know, six, one, half dozen, the other, however you want to start. Um, but just keep your health first and foremost. If this is a goal that's going to yes. get you through yes. to uh, getting to the place where you want to be with your health and wellness, then definitely go for it. But as Kaylin said, this is not an area to be thin-skinned, so you just have to understand what comes along with it. And there are a lot of folks, they do it, and they're one and done, and there are several that fall in love with it, like the three of us you're listening to tonight, and we're still here. Um, but just have a really good understanding of why you want to do it first, and then by all means, go for it. I mean, there's there's no difference in training mentally in training for bikini than figure than bodybuilding. It all takes the same stick you're just going to have a little bit different course and you're going to get to one phase sooner than you might the other, depending on where you started, um, depending on how mm-hmm. much muscle development you already have. And um, mm-hmm. so, and, uh, oh, and Carla's asking about stage presence. What about that? Very important. I'm going to go ahead and Oh, check, I could answer a um, great question Because we're running this. short on time. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. So, to touch base um, with what you had just said in this question, my very first competition I had, um, I wanted to reach out to a coach because I didn't know much about nutrition, especially my nutrition. And so you don't have to do that. If you know what works for your body and what you need to do to get to that level, then, then you can do it. Otherwise, if you need help, then you would reach out, like as Desiree was saying, to a, a nutrition coach, to a opposing coach. And my very first competition I did not have a posing coach. I was trying to learn online, and it was just a mess. And your stage presence is so key. It's so key to 
how you place in the competition. Your body may not look as good as um, or you know as the person next to you. This person next to you might have a, an amazing body, but their posing might be horrible. So they might not even place good at all. Your posing is so key on how you do in your stage presence. And I was telling um, someone today when I was doing the interview, I change into a different person when I'm on, sp- on stage. I'm a bubbly, flirty, like outgoing person on stage, and I have so much fun with it. You know, and you never know that if I wasn't competing because I'm kind of shy. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, show off or anything. So I would definitely say stage presence is so key in determining how you do and your posing. You know, it's it's so important if you guys want to touch more on this. Um, oh, we do all the time. <laughs> and it's one of the areas that mm-hmm. I really have to work on, and I'm definitely going to be focused on that more this year than probably I have in the past. Um, you know, I definitely always do better when I spend more time with my posing versus thinking I can just throw it together and step on stage Um you know, because I've already done it before. And believe me, I've had that mind frame. Oh, I've done that. I've competed this many times. I I know my posing. Let's get on and do it. And that's no, that's not the case. I don't know if you experienced this, Marissa, but, um, you know, sometimes you get on stage and just go blank. (laughs) Everything you thought you knew (laughs) is not there anymore if you're not regularly practicing it. Yes. Yes. I see the thing with posing is I I don't ever wear heels. So the heels were the hardest part for me, and I practiced every week for 17 weeks since I started my prep on my posing. And I remember once I hit the stage, my ankle started shaking. I'm like, no, don't do this. And it was just – and you, you, you freeze. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Yep, yep, yep. KP? Yep. Well, yeah. The one thing, like I said, there's plenty of things that go into it, and I, I'm, I'm always amazed at the people that are willing to do the, the workout at the gym. They're willing to do the tan sometimes. Some people slack on that. And then there's the time with the stage presence being, you know, comfortable in your own skin and practice, 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 practice. I'm always amazed at how much practice and the posing the professionals do and use and, and just how they go about it. So, you know, it's it's so amazing that the people that are unwilling to do it are usually the first ones to complain or harp about someone should not have beat them. And then they see the pictures and it goes silent because they realize, yes, I was outworked. I was outdone because I basically took something for granted. If you want to win, you got to cover all corners of the bases. you got to cover everything that the opponent might be doing. And in a natural competition show, there's going to be a lot of support from each other, so you're not withholding information, you're sharing it, because honestly, I'm telling you, and I'll keep saying it, and I know a lot of our listeners are shocked to hear this, but even the competitors want first place to win, because we want to truly compete, and if there's somebody mm-hmm. that won't hold right, I've been, I'm guilty of basically helping people on stage as I'm competing with them, because I want them to look their best. If I'm going to beat them, I want them doing right as I do it. I mean, I've been accused of this many times, and I'll raise my hand every single time and say, yes, that's correct. I've been admonished by the expediter as well as the head judge to shut my mouth, and I'm basically trying to help them have this person's best presentation. So, it, you know, this is how we think. This is how we do, and I'm not ashamed of it, and I love the fact of natural competition, and I love the fact of the natural bodybuilding industry as a whole. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So, and hopefully, you know, all you guys feel the same or maybe you wouldn't be tuning in every week. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're still trying to decide how you feel about this crazy sport after all of the things that you hear us talk about. But there's a lot of positives to it, too, no doubt. And so, you know what? Let's end on that. Let's end on that note. We've got about a minute and a half left. Marissa Kalen, share one thing that you just love about natural bodybuilding. Just one thing, quickly. Um, I would say I love seeing how much your body can change when you put in the hard work. It, you know, it takes time, but seeing how naturally healthy you can get your body is probably the, the best goal and thing to accomplish in my mind, set with natural bodybuilding. Awesome. Kaylin? Family. Family. <laughs> love it. There's no more to say there. And you know what? And I just have to say, Good health, folks. 
all three varied reasons, all good reasons, and there's tons more of them, but we are running out of time. So, Marissa, thank you so, so much. Have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show tonight. And uh, we'll be yeah. keeping our eye on you. Are you going to be on a stage in 2018? I haven't decided yet. I have a lot of stuff going on with, you know, my I've personal life and my, and my family. And Please there's a lot of exciting things happening this year. So I have not decided yet. All right. Well, that is a fair answer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair answer on behalf of Marissa, Kaylin, <laughs> myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. With Snickerdoodle. <laughs>